Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the Good News, here's Angie. Hello there, friend. This is the Good News with Angie Austin and also friend Michelle Ron. She is a good friend of the program, Miss Senior America 2004, a retired teacher and speaker, current speaker, uh, always interested in speaking at any of your events. Uh, welcome to the program, Michelle. Oh, thank you. And it's always a good day when I can visit with you, my sweet Petey. A good well, deal. I know. Oh, I just adore you. I know that you have a word for today, but I want to mention another one of our friends at the program, Rachel Maines with the long yes. red tresses is oh. joining us in the next segment. And she, oh, yay. yeah, she's going to talk about um, leaving the TV world, you know, with secure, you know, um, uh, a secure job, a secure career. Uh, that's where I initially right. met her, you know, decades ago. And uh, and starting her own business and the challenges that go along with that. So we'll talk about that in the next segment. But you and I right now are going to talk about your word of the week, which has, I believe, something to do with the current state of war that we are dealing with and all the headlines coming out of the Ukraine. So what's your word today? Well, it, it is a word that I was not anticipating to use, but I just think it's so important not only in what's happening in the world, um, but with ourselves and with our relationship with our Lord and Savior um, and the promise that he has made us. So my word is control. And um, control is a word that has so many facets. Uh, that it just affects everybody. But it, like so many of you, I have found it hard to watch the media, and yet I can't get away from it yes. because we're living in a time when we are actually able to see what's going on. And I think of Anne Frank and all of those those people who, you know, we didn't know until way afterwards that this was all happening. But my word, we are living in a time where we're witnessing this overthrow or what's trying to be an overthrow by uh, Russia. And I just find it so fascinating in a in a terribly evil way in what um, Putin is doing um, or trying to do. And even on the, the better end of this thrilling to see that the people are standing up to this, even the Russian people who are risking their their whole lives to be opposing their leader. And they are standing in Russia in the streets. So I think we're witnessing a very big meaning of the word control. And it appears that Putin is out to control his whole area and he wants this country. And I looked up some synonyms for control and two of them were authority and power. Mm. And that's exactly what I I see. And who who am I except a witness in this? But uh, what he is trying to do. But my lifetime, I'm in my 70s. I mean, I have heard the word Putin for a long time. And so I, I can get my stomach all riled up. But I also know 
I can't control what he is doing Mm -hmm. or what happens around me. However, Mm -hmm. I can control how I respond. I can control my attitude, and you and I have talked beaucoup about attitude, my effort, my actions, and my number one action right now is prayer. And I have loved seeing on so much of social media people who are down on their hands and knees praying for this country and for the people and I've even read, <laughs> I read somebody who put a, the, a picture of somebody of praying, and then the comment was, all I can do is pray. But that that statement, that is the number one thing that we should be doing. And please, everybody out there, including me, never underestimate the power of prayer. Never underestimate it. I mean, we read over and over again in his word how prayer um, has changed the outcome. And I pray for an intervention. I'm praying that uh, the people are who are standing up for their freedom and for their country. I'm also praying for the Russian people who, again, we mentioned are taking their lives to protest. But Billy Graham once said, heaven is full of answers to prayer for which no one ever bothered to ask. Hmm. And I think I find that interesting because prayer is the voice. It's the faith directed at God. And so many times I bet there's a lot of you out there like me who thinks, oh, I can't pray about this. This is such a small thing. Or I can't pray about this because God has so much else on his mind. I know that God has so much on his mind, but I also know that my name is on his palm. And he wants us to pray about anything. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too big. And this is huge for what we are seeing. So I would ask that people just get down on your knees or wherever you are and offer up your hands to the Lord and Savior and and pray about the Ukraine people and the Russian people who are taking their lives into their own hand. And for this day in history, even even when things look so bleak and they seem to be taking their own course, my last comment on the word control The promise is God knows every single thing that's going on, and he is in control. And for me, I can offer up a smile, and my heart begins to beat again, because I know, I know he's in control. And Lord, show each and every one of us what we can do to further your kingdom, to further your will in this situation. So my word is control, but the end result is that God, God is the one that's in control. Putin may think he is, but he's not. You know, I'm so struck by some of the stories of bravery coming out of the area. And I did uh, see that uh, today during the alleged peace talks, you know, the ceasefire Uh talks that uh, a lot of the diplomats, it says the the headline is the world turns its back. Astonishing moment. Diplomats walk out as Kremlin minister tells disarmament conference. Russia was forced to invade Ukraine to stop them uh, from getting nuclear weapons which everybody right. just got up and walked out because they knew how ridiculous right. that was. And then, of course, uh, President Zelensky got a standing ovation because he spoke mm-hmm. as well. He 
he's got his whole family there with, you know, his little kids and his wife. And his wife mm-hmm. initially wasn't really fond of him getting into politics, but is standing uh, by him mm-hmm. with her family. They've not fled, which is astonishing to me because I understand that they've uh, sent in a kill right. squad with a list of, I believe, uh, you know, 23 uh, names or thereabouts, including Zelensky, to, to kill. And this is a pretty tough group he sent in there. But what astonishes me is um, I, I was just reading this morning about um, a Canadian comedian who apparently is there um, and he has no military experience. His name is Anthony uh, Walker and he's already stationed on the border in Poland and he's armed and he said he just felt Uh compelled to help after watching Putin invade last week because he's there. And then a Ukrainian Uh woman who's living in Chicago is, uh, is engaged to a U.S. Army vet and they are actually mm-hmm. together re- going to the Ukraine to fight. Mm-hmm. She says, mm-hmm. and she's this young, adorable, blonde woman in her 20s. Uh, I think she might be a cook. But um, anyway, she says she feels she can help because she speaks Ukrainian, Russian, mm-hmm. Lithuanian, mm-hmm. English. Oh, and she goodness. said, and she is, quote, stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, I saw on the news this morning, they were showing pictures of people, men, men in particular is who, is who they were showing, who are returning to Ukraine, who haven't been living there, but who are returning, just like some of the people you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, just like this They're woman. They're returning to Ukraine. Yes, correct. And I, I just find that so amazing, so amazing. God God is in control. You know, this uh, this uh, this this Anthony Walker, who is uh, from Canada, it shows a picture with him and his wife and three little boys. I mean, little like maybe eight, Mm. six and three. And uh, he Mm -hmm. just he feels compelled to help. And I'm reading stories about other people who want to remain anonymous, who feel drawn to the area to help some that aren't even Ukrainians. So mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I this is what's interesting. I told my husband last night as we were watching some of this, I said some of the Russians, from what we understand, were told they were going to do training exercises. So their investment, oh my. their investment on a, attacking uh, the Ukraine is not a high investment. I mean, many of them, they'll stop mm-hmm. a tank when people get in front. They I they're they're not as bloodthirsty as uh, we would be led to believe, even though Mm -hmm. Putin is, these people that he sent in aren't invested in losing their lives for something that many of the Russian people are putting their own lives at risk to protest. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. going out on the streets and protesting and they're being arrested. They are not invested. And their economy is falling apart. Apparently, the ruble is uh, worth less than a cent and lower than it's ever been because of the uh, ramifications of the the sanctions put on uh, Russia financially. Financially. And then right. you've got the Ukrainians who are so invested, who are so mm-hmm. intent on saving their country and their land and have such a pride in their democracy. So you've got a group of people who aren't invested in the war coming in to try to invade, you know, we're invading. And then those trying mm-hmm. to protect their land who are extremely invested. So mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that whatever help they're getting in terms of financial help and, you know, weapons, et cetera, that this can be turned around rather quickly 
quickly. I just hope this doesn't drag on and I on. Do and too. I hope Zelensky and his family and the other um, higher ups in the government um, are able to stay alive. I mean, he's out there, you know, in his flak jacket and his helmet. And it's funny, I guess mm-hmm. he said, we've got enough helmets. Like, I, we don't need any more helmets. Please send us, you know, ammunition, you know, weapons, uh-huh. et cetera. So it is a scary time. And I also wanted to mention you were talking about control. So I looked up, you know, inter- uh-huh, that you right. know, God, God has given us this, um, not a, that, that spirit of fear. I think about um, the, uh, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not dis- be discouraged because the Lord your God is with you. And I think that's a good thing um, for us to be thinking for praying for these people. Um, and yeah. as far as control goes, I completely agree. This is power, ego, control. Um, Putin is interested in this, but what's sad is that it doesn't seem like many other people are interested in what he's doing and how sad that one man can do right. this to such a large group of people and cause such pain for others. Oh, but look what Hitler did. I mean, I, But the difference is that, again, we are aware that the, the nations around Russia are aware of what's going on. And that wasn't true before in so many ways. Well, in Second mm-hmm. Timothy 1, 7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I think that mm-hmm. you're right. We can't underestimate uh, the power of prayer. Prayer, and, right. Yes, and doing that for the people of the Ukraine. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I just work out a happy balance of what, uh, um, I shouldn't say happy, uh, a healthy balance of how much news you can take in right. and how much right. becomes too much. My husband will watch yeah. it nonstop and the kids have a lot so of questions yeah. and I know they're talking about it at school and they're fearful mm-hmm. and they think somehow we'll be brought in and then they watch TikTok and they think that's news and it's yeah. not news. Uh, and Michelle, mm-hmm. I know that um, you're very involved in your speaking career and I love to speak at churches, women's groups, mops groups. How do people reach you? I do. Oh, thank you. Just michellearon.com. Michelle. com. Excellent. Love you, my friend. All right. Coming I love up you too. Next, we have Rachel Maines, friend of the show, worked with her in TV news, walked away as a single woman with, you know, no spousal, you know, career or income to count on and started her mm. own business. And it's not always easy. And she's become successful in her own business. We'll talk about how she did it. And she's a real go-getter. So I'm telling you, if you're not a real go-getter, I wouldn't do it. But but she is. She and, is. And yep. by the way, she made my website if you want to check it out. It's uh, AngieAustin.org. We'll be right back. Thank you, Michelle. God bless you. Bless you, too. Cheyenne, Wyoming is tuned to the Mighty 670 KLT Denver. When disaster strikes, look to the helpers. Look to Ark Thrift again, one of the first on the scene to help those affected by the Marshall fires. Just as they did with the floods and COVID, they are again providing critical relief to the communities they serve. Many communities suffer from the bystander effect when struck by tragedy, when people tend to watch as others suffer, passive and unwilling to step in. We are lucky to have Arc Thrift in our local communities to step up and help where others don't. As a listener, you too can step up. Support their mission by shopping in their stores and by donating to the relief fund at arcthrift.com. 
Putting the pieces back together is a long-haul effort. Relief efforts for the Marshall fires are needed on an ongoing basis. Again, don't hesitate to visit the Arc Thrift website to gift a donation and help give back to your local community. The website is arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Hey friend, Angie Austin here with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin and friend today, Rachel Maines joining us. Rachel and I worked together uh, almost 20 years ago in TV news. She was my prayer partner before we'd start the morning news every morning. She was a camera woman and I was doing weather at the time. And uh, then we both moved into radio and then uh, we're still both still doing radio, obviously. And uh, Rachel <laughs> started her own business. And I remember, Rachel, when you came to me and I was like, wow, you know, you're a single woman, you're starting your own business, you're not going to really have income in the beginning. And uh, you've done it. I mean, uh, tell us a little about that transition, because that was quite a leap for you, wasn't it? Yes. Um, You know, it was just to the point where in terms of, well, I had returned from Argentina, uh, maybe about a year prior, a year and a half prior to me doing my own business. So I was kind of just trying to figure out, okay, I thought I'd be a lifelong missionary. Here I am back uh, here in the United States, and I'm I'm doing all media stuff. And I had a couple full-time jobs, one at Comcast and one doing sales somewhere else. And um, I just didn't feel fulfilled, not very happy. So I just took the leap. I felt like the Lord was saying, no, you can do this. And I had some friends, one in which had a PR company. She said, do it. You know, I'll be um, your first client. And so I just took that leap. And it was a leap. It was the same kind of feeling of saying, okay, I'm leaving all I know. I'm going to go be a missionary in Argentina. It was the same kind of um, experience and in terms of having to trust the Lord, taking that step. Yeah, that was a big deal. You started learning Spanish, you had to sell everything, <laughs> all your furniture, you know, get, um, you know, uh, arrange for a job at, um, uh, at an orphanage in Argentina. I mean, the whole thing was, it took like a year for you to make this transition. It was a big, big deal. And then I remember you like saying to me, you know, I just, I thought I'd be really good with the kids at the or- orphanage, but it's really loud <laughs> and there's a lot of chaos. And like for your mind, where you like to work in quiet, it's the complete opposite of the way you normally operate. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. I really love teaching ESL, um, but that was a very minimal thing I was doing there. Um, And the culture itself, especially in that small town, was very much kind of sit around and not really do much. That was kind of their culture. So very opposite of I like to keep myself busy and um, keep my mind focused on something. So it was kind of culture shock in that sense, for sure. I'll bet. And then there was like the cooking and the organizing of the day and the kids maybe having arguments. And it was just like complete chaos in that environment. And I remember you saying, like, I, I don't think I'm very good at this. Or I don't doesn't, <laughs> he said it doesn't bring me joy. And I'm like, oh, no. my, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you, you moved across the world. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I felt like the Lord even now had me there for a season, you know, it was a little under a year, almost a year. And he did a work and uh, yeah, but I did realize, okay, I can't just like sit for five hours and just watch kids on the playground. You know, that's just not what I'm called to do for my life. And then I kind of realized there too, okay, I have all these giftings in media, but I really can't use them on Argentina. 
right. um, to their full capacity. So when I came back to the States and I got, you know, jobs with all my ex-employers, if you will, one of which you helped me get a job back in news. And I went back to Crawford Broadcasting and then another friend in media hired me. So it, to, to me, it's kind of a sign which way the doors are opening. Mm-hmm. And I've had favor in media. And then when I opened my company, it was, you know, people came. It's all been word of mouth. Now, thankfully, after it's been six years, um, but I've always had just word of mouth. And so I'm full time now. It was a little hard, obviously, during COVID. Things slowed down. Right. Um, but things are picking back up and I'm full time. And I'm very thankful. I love all my clients. Well, and tell people what exactly you do when you started E3? So E3 Communications Assistance. So what I do is I come alongside either someone who's in the public, a public profile person, or um, I have uh, a, uh, a group that is um, alumni, for example. I do um, websites. I'll either create an entire new website for you, brand you, or I'll just update your current website. I'll do newsletters and blogs. I mold within what you would want. So Mm -hmm. this is why I don't call myself marketing necessarily, because I find a lot of marketers, they'll be like, hey, yeah, I'll come market you, but here's my plan, and you must fit within that. So I take a different approach of of really learning about the client, seeing their needs, seeing what platforms they're currently on, and molding to those platforms if necessary. If they want to move off a platform, they're on this website, and they want to move to a different one and have a complete new website. Okay, I'll do that as well. But um, I really like to uh, be an assistant in the sense that you won't feel like I'm trying to force you to do this specific thing. So yeah, when I come along aside, either the business or the entrepreneur, uh, or someone who's in the public profile, I just mold into what they need in terms of assistance. So I'll work within the platforms they're currently on, or if they want new platforms and me to kind of steer them in, in the platform decision-making, I can help them with that as well. Okay, so to break that down for like the average person, the layman, shall we say, <laughs> like you built my website. So give us a specific example. You come from TV, uh, camera woman and uh, radio host, and you did traffic for, you know, bigger companies. Uh, so, and I don't mean traffic as in like driving through the street, but having to do with the way you place commercials <laughs> and, you know, everything right. into a show. Okay, so with that said, so uh, just give us, you don't have to give a name of a client, but a client comes to you and they want what? Like you built my website. So I come to you right. as a radio person. Give us an example of some of the things you've built and done to help uh, your clients get more visibility or a business get more visibility. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I'll use an example of one of my bigger clients. They're in the public profile, um, specifically worldwide. They're from France. Okay. And so I... Uh, Rebuilt, I built two sites. We chose Kajabi because they do a lot of course creation. Um, they're counselors, so they have marriage courses and stuff like that. So cool. they, yeah, they're amazing people. Uh, so we have a French site for them and an English site. I don't speak French, but we have people translating. So I built a completely new site for them. Um, also, we have what you call sales funnels uh, and free things to give away so that we can capture somebody's email and then we send emails to them to talk about the products that we offer. So I can help out with a sales funnel, new website. We also do blogs and we do newsletters as well, email blasts. 
Um, so do you write the blogs? Do they write the blogs? You, you, you know, the emails you blast out, explain how that all works for people. Because I mean, I just think this is fascinating. There's a single woman, you started this business and by yourself, and you've made it like now a career. It's so cool. <laughs> Thanks, Angie. Yeah, by the grace of God. Um, but with in this particular case with these clients, since they don't speak French and their native language is French, they start everything in French. We have people who will translate that, and I'll put it up there in the website, make it look pretty, and do all the um, categories and tags and all that for SEO. Um, there have been cases where people do want me to write, and certainly I can help with that. I do recommend, though, for an entrepreneur or public profile type person, um, you do have to have some uh, stake in the game, meaning it's helpful because usually you're the expertise, right, of your particular industry. So in terms of stuff like blogs and stuff, you do have to take uh, quite a role in your industry and your knowledge to be able to have a clear cut message out there. So that's something I kind of coach people in as well. Um, Obviously, we all need help with communications, but you can have someone come alongside you to help with that in a way in which you can still feel like you can focus on the things you need to focus on. But you do have to have an active role, I think, to really be successful to just say, hey, just do it for me and take that off stance. I, I would say it's not as beneficial for your message. You know, in um, in doing this, starting E3 and initially working as an assistant and then hiring other assistants and then really getting into the marketing end and building these websites and getting a nice camera and you'll take pictures to put on the website. You really built mine in a very personalized manner. It really shows my uh, personality. I'm proud to have people go there because it's really so angified because you know me so well and you get to know your clients so well. So it's like my family and like fun, goofy pictures and professional pictures. And, you know, I just really think you do a good job of capturing, um, you know, the personality of the person or business. And if people want to check out mine to see what Rachel does, it's AngieAustin.org, AngieAustin.org. And you can find the podcast there and everything else. And you'll see some pictures, I think, of Rachel on there as well, because she's part of my good news team still. So, all right, I want to talk a little bit about a lot of people are thinking about doing their own business. You didn't have a secondary income. My husband, you know, started his uh, own business eight years ago. It's gone public now. It's going, you know, he gets a pretty decent salary and all that jive. But for two years, he got nothing. But he had me to fall back on and our combined savings to fall back on and my money making during those two years. So you didn't have that. That's scary. Uh, what what was it like the first few years? How did you and by the way, she mentioned word of mouth. All of the jobs that she's gotten in the last, you know, decade and all of the work she gets with people is because people, she's outstanding. And so people have spread the good word about her and that's how she gets all of her work and that's how she's gotten all of her jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, praise God, you know, because it's just been all word of mouth and um, uh, I, it's interesting because at first, um, here's how I look at it. If, if you're not going to like how I work with you, then that's a huge um, downfall on my business. Because if all my clients like and appreciate my work ethic, then of course, they're going to tell others about me. And with that mode, then you you definitely want to work with excellence and um, really get to know each client. And, you know, I have a heart to make people happy, really. <laughs> so it's like, if you're happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to have your own business, you kind of have to have that 
um, mode anyways to mm-hmm. be successful. Mm-hmm. If you want to kind of be lazy, it's just not going to work. No. You have to have a really go-getter attitude. Yeah, and I think um, that's the problem, I think, with working from home now, there are people that aren't self-motivated. And if you mm-hmm. aren't that person going to, uh, into business on your own probably is not the best idea. I'm right. not as uh, t- organized and uh, time oriented as Rachel is. She's younger than I am, full of energy, always, you know, get you go get her. That's how I was um, when I used to work seven days a week. But now I know myself, it's better for me to work for myself right now and have time time deadlines because I will get every single thing done that I need to by a time deadline and then I'm going to go to baseball practice and I'm going to sign my kid up for volleyball at the middle school and I'm going to you know uh, work on getting a pitching coach and I'm going to take my mom to you know one of her appointments like I've got a whole nother life now outside of work so I can work on my own but I'm not going to work to the level that Rachel does in terms of taking on that amount of work I do a show of Every day, and I have a time deadline. I have no problem doing that. But you have to know yourself before you jump into a business, and you have to have savings as well to carry you through. Rachel, give us your website again. I love having you on. I want to have you on again soon. Oh, thank you, Angie. I love this. Um, my website for my business is e3communications.com. e3communications.com. I also have my personal site, which is rachelmains.com. Love you, honey. Proud of you. Thank you. Love you, Angie. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.